And we're back for another episode of the Honestly Helen podcast. Thank you for joining and let's get right into it. Okay, <clears throat> officially, let's get started. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right. Um, hi, Jeremy. Welcome to season four of the Honestly Helen podcast. Thank you for having me back. It took you long enough. I know. You know what? The um, the running joke is every time I bring somebody on, that's what they say. So that makes me feel good. But also, <laughs> does that mean I need to do more episodes? Like, <laughs> Maybe. We tracking you. We tracking you. We keeping in touch. I'm very excited for you to be back, though. We always have good conversations. So I'm always excited when we can. We do. We do. With the outside people. The questions. You ask good questions, you get good answers. So. Oh, you know what? Hello, period. I like the energy already. Thank mm-hmm. you, sir. Now, um, the usual thing is to ask the, the guests how we know each other. Mm-hmm. You're already on her before, but you haven't been on. I think you're on like season fucking one. Season one. That was it. One. So it's been a hot minute. So go and refresh the memories. How we know each other, Jeremy? Because I was your favorite FedEx delivery guy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had a few conversations, became pretty good buddies. That's the story of how it all began. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. To see the growth, like we're both in different places now, you know. Yes, yeah. I low key forget that's how we met because my first, um, my first, for some reason, when I asked that, my first memory went to when quarantine first happened. Uh-huh. Jeremy bought me two cases of beer, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, My god, these are the type of friends you need when you go on a yeah. pandemic, they bring you essentials. Hey, I was, I was what they call an emergency responder, right. <laughs> <laughs> the best kind listen yeah. dang that's kind of crazy look at us yep have fun when you're having fun man it it, it moves and it, you know just the genuineness you know yeah to shake fakeness you know but when, when you have a connection with somebody that's genuine you know you try to hold on to it so yeah amen to that amen to that well, Jeremy, I guess we should get the people what they want. So also, um, I introduced episodes a new way. Mm-hmm. So um, on this episode of Talking Life Honestly, we're talking Kanye West. Now, disclaimer, or not even disclaimer, this is the first type of episode where I've done where it's about a celebrity. Because I normally don't talk about anything in the news. I don't do trends because I don't invest enough for me to ever think that it's worth my opinion. I want to talk about Kanye West with Jeremy specifically because Jeremy has a a viewpoint on Kanye West and everything that's been happening with him that really got me to thinking about Kanye West and his antics and trying to uh, look a little bit deeper because it is very easy to take what we are given at face value. And so to start this conversation off, I'm going to just say that at the end of the day, when you are in a position of power and Kanye West is in a position of power, Regardless of what anybody says about Kanye West, whether they agree with his semantics or they don't agree with his semantics, when you are in a position of power, you have to be mindful of how you are putting information out there, period. So I'm going to start with that. Uh-huh. But So when I when we say Kanye West, what, what are your first thoughts, Jeremy? Eccentric. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, I think he's a... A little eccentric he's a little wild but um i don't think he's any different than the the average uh, guy from any neighborhood around the country who has you know 
a modicum of intelligence. You know, he's he's not a dummy, but he's also not someone who's trained delivering that knowledge to to someone, you know. So the way that he gives it may be kind of abrasive and kind of hoodish. But for the most part, I think if you, you know, break it down to the lowest terms, you get what he's saying. Okay, so so let's take a step back. What? Okay, I guess I should I should start with this. I started looking at Kanye West sideways once. I think most of the world started looking at him sideways when he said slavery was a choice. Right. That's so, what, yeah. Let's 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 start there. I really really enjoy your. Pers- I think we started to talk about this when I brought up the topic to you and I made you stop. So <laughs> yeah. So, so can you break it down? Let's start there and we'll see where we go. Okay, well, I mean, obviously what he said is an attention grabber. People automatically flock to it. That's like one of those, what the fuck did you say moments, you know? But um, when you pause and and think about the context of what he is saying, then, I mean, if you're real with yourself, you have to say that the man is being honest and telling the truth. Um, is it a truth that we like to swallow and that that it's it's easy and tastes good going down? No, it's not. But um, the reality is slavery was a choice, not in the sense that, you know, um, our ancestors were weak or any of that, but in the sense that our mental states were allowed to be so affected that we totally forgot that we even had a choice in the matter. You know what I mean? We we uh, we debased ourselves down to basically animals to where we just perform duties and tasks as opposed to as a whole rebelling against a group of people who were actually a minority and we could have freed ourselves. So I, I think mm-hmm. that that's where what he was trying to say. Um, but he just said it in a way that that came off as dismissive and, and uh, disrespectful if you just heard the snippet and did not actually take the time to analyze it. So, but is it fair to say though, is it, it's like, but is it our job to analyze stuff like that for him to be? And I think this is where I have my issue with Kanye West. Mm-hmm. Because when you break it down like that, I'm intrigued and I want to learn more and I want to challenge some things that you say. So it causes a, di- a dialogue. Right. But when Kanye West says it, I feel like even like, even because I watched more than just that snippet of that interview and I still couldn't get past that because it just like he's he said it with um like with um I don't know if it, if it was ego, but like this matter of factness where you don't instead of you thinking, OK, so he's probably talking about the mentality. It made you just feel like he was saying like we all just, like slavery is just something we all just signed up for. It's like, OK, we decide to do it. But when you when you break down, if you think about it, well, if enough slaves actually talked amongst each other and was like, you know what, this shit is whack. And we actually really could probably make more headway if we all of us start talking to each other about these plans of breaking free. But like the way I don't know, and maybe I'm thinking too much into it, but the way he said it didn't come off that way. And also like why is it up to us to analyze what he said when you're when you're someone in power, don't we need to at least put some accountability on him being able to understand that just saying that in his in his position as a black man, mm-hmm. without even trying to really explain it that way, is not helpful because I don't think he articulated it the way you just articulated it. He didn't at that time, um, but you know, to to um, not defend him because I'll never defend another man. Um, that's 
that that's the man's job to defend himself to put his 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 uh words into a context that's relatable it is our job to analyze it because we're free thinkers we're individuals so no matter what someone's position is if they say a thing then it's your job as a person to analyze that and take from it you know what the truth may or may not be um an example of that again using the same topic is slavery you know if we weren't analytical you know as we were then we didn't analyze what they told us they told us the bible was the truth we believed it they told us we needed to go out and and you know till those fields or do whatever menial work we needed to do. We just did it. We didn't do any analyzing the situation. Now, had we stopped and analyzed the situation, then our choice would have been a totally different choice. You know, we, we wouldn't have been so docile and, and content, you know, to suffer through and hope that one day we, we live a better life. You know, um, I think our, the way that he was saying it, was basically saying we put the, the the cart in front of the horse. You know, we, we put all our hope out there in the front and put our work on the back. You know, we we hoped our way toward freedom and got our ass whooped a lot of the way there, you mm-hmm. know, and finally at toward the end, we decided to fight back, which caused them to say, hey, wait a minute, this ain't feasible. You know, we, we, yeah. we can't keep this going because it's going to destroy everything that we're trying to do. Yeah. I think that that's what he was saying. And to his point, I think the reason that he said it is because right now today, it's very relatable. Like the, even though, you know, we're in modern George Jetson ass times, the situation is pretty much the same, you know? Um, so uh, I, I felt where he was coming from. Okay. I, I, I will, I will accept that. <laughs> I will accept that in isolation. And okay, so, so I guess at the, at the end of all this and not right now, I'm trying to understand Kanye West's agenda. And I explained, Mm -hmm. I told you when we met a few days ago, I understand, I'm starting to understand that there's a bigger play at play right now. Um, So I'm going to just say that, put a pin in it. Y'all, y'all, y'all sip on it. Y'all think about it. So to come back. So I can, I can accept your um, explanation of us trying to understand Kanye West and slavery's choice isolated. Um, but then when I put on top, you know, uh, Baby Boy wore a White Lives Matter shirt. Mm-hmm. It, what, what, how, you want to explain that? He explained it for himself. I, I can't explain it. He explained it for himself. His explanation was, and I mean, when, when I hear it, I don't know if it's honest, but when I hear it, it's a, it's a truth that I, well, not a truth. It's a, a, a position that I can agree with. Um, his stance was that he wore the shirt basically as a way to tell all of these white people that are throwing this black lives matter shirt on as if they're doing us a fucking favor like fuck you you know like like that shit is that shit isn't impressing me basically you know i could put a shirt on too that says your life matters don't tell me something i fucking already know is basically what he was saying which i mean again when you break it down to its basis terms you have to understand like is it an ego thing? Maybe, maybe, maybe it is an ego, but that doesn't make it less uh, valid because his ego is there. You know, if the point is, is valid, the point is we all know black lives matter. Why do we have to put, put it on a fucking shirt? 
Why do we need you of all you of all the groups of people in the world to walk around and parade and, and fight our calls when it's common fucking sense that all lives matter? You know what I mean? And we don't need you to single out just black lives for us. You know what I mean? Stop doing the shit that you're doing. Then you won't have to wear the shirt. There's so much I want to say about that. Go ahead. Say it. That's what you're here for. See, but I'm, I'm like confused because I hear that. And the crazy thing, and so I guess a part of it, if I'm being honest with myself, um, I haven't done my due diligence in actually like listening to Kanye and not just taking what the headlines say. Because I didn't, when I when the whole White Lives Matter shirt thing happened, all I saw in the headlines was him wearing it. I didn't even see that he talked about it. They had asked the girl that he was with, and she said she just liked the shirt. She so she wore it. Or, but there was like there wasn't a lot, a whole lot to it. So for you to say that he did speak on it makes me and my head go, damn, there has to be more to this Kanye West and his antics than what's than what we're talking about. Because if he did speak on it, and to that point, it was to bring light to the the fact that we're in a day and age where we have to put Black Lives Matter on anything to remind people that Black people are alive when we already went through slavery. And that was... It's fucking ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous. However... That message already went over most Black Americans' heads because we're still stuck on just his him saying slavery was a choice. So it feels like, yes, he's trying to say all these impactful, um, uh, what is it called? Critical thinking statements that really are supposed to get you to think about shit, but mm. it's lost in the noise. So then my question is, what is he really doing? Is he really doing anything? Is he really going yeah. to help? Yes. Because yeah. What impact is he making though? With what? With who? Here's here's the impact, right? If 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 I want to engage someone, one of the best ways to engage someone is to anger them. Mm. If you okay. piss somebody off, you know they might. If if they're in a calm state and you can't get under their skin and you have no you have no button that you know how to push, a person can ignore you to the end of the world. They'll yeah. never change to anything that you say. When you piss somebody off or you anger somebody, it immediately gets their attention. So for Kanye West to come out the way that he does and say these taglines, because that's basically what they are. They're taglines. They're like hashtagging vocally. You know what I mean? If he wants your attention, he's going to come out and he's going to say a thing that gets your attention. And then he'll come back and explain it later. It's politics. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it's no different than a politician. A politician will get up on, on this, the podium and say all of this shit about horrendous crime and what they're going to do. But then once they get your attention or they get your vote, now it's a different story. Now let's have a logical and reasonable conversation about what can really happen. You yeah. see what I mean? And and I think that that's what uh, goes on with Kanye West. And if you think about the way that he did it, it makes more sense. Like I, no one just gets up and says, I'm going DEFCON 3 on yada, 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 or whatever, right? Without in their mind saying, okay, I know what I'm going to do. I have a strategy for what I'm doing. Yeah. But I'm just putting y'all on notice that I'm about to take these, these move, make these moves. And uh, when he made the moves, it only validated his first point that slavery is a choice because instead of us, and, and I'm not thinking about anybody else. I'm not thinking about, you know, white America or Latin America or Asian America. I'm not thinking about those groups of people. 
-hmm. because they aren't our problem in the situation that we're in right now. They're mm -hmm. not our problem as far as stopping us from making progress. They're not our problem as far as, I mean, they're not our asset as far as getting us to the progress. Our problem wholly exists within Black America, the Black community. So when I look at what Kanye West did and the way that he started it off with that statement and the reaction that we had, it only validated the first statement because we reacted just like slaves would act. Instead of us saying, man, somebody go snatch this nigga off that podium and bring him in his back room and let's have a conversation with him and figure out what he's doing so we can get on board with this or tie his ass up and tell him to shut the fuck up. Yeah. We all jumped on the other team. Yeah. And, you know, started beating this brother down and cheering for them, taking everything from him. That's no different than if we were at war and you know, we sided with the traitor and let the other team come in and take all our guns away. We just lost a great asset. You know what I mean? It in, in his finances and all of that. When he loses, we all lost. You see what I'm mm -hmm. saying? But yeah. we don't like that because we've been trained to be individuals. You know what I mean? We're not I mean, but can you can you just imagine like what kind like I don't to really put yourself in that to understand that, to really grasp like that we are mentally still slaves and that we are still bought into the the slave mentality is a hard pill to swallow in 2022 when you feel like we have made progress. But to your point, if I'm being honest, I cannot, I hear the truth in it. And I think it is unfortunate because I've also realized how ignorant I have been with the whole kind of was also like, I'm also aware that the media is trash in general. So to, to defend myself, I don't take a lot of what anybody says to me, which is why I also don't talk about media topics on my podcast because I don't pay attention to it. Mm -hmm. But I will say talking to you, and which is why I want to talk about Kanye West, because I'm hoping other people might have the same light bulb, is that there's more going on than what we see. Because that statement is like, why as a collective did Black people me included, start looking at him sideways versus collectively, like, or at least why do we collectively admonish him publicly? I guess it's a real issue, right? Like, why weren't we supporting him and being like, hey, what you said was ass crazy. A few of us understand it, but to the most of us, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, you need to explain it to us so then we can, as a collective, go and be like, all right, this is what this is what blood meant. This is what he actually was trying to say. Mm -hmm. um, but that's kind of hard to swallow because I don't know how many Black people are going to sit here and be like yeah i agree with that none well very few and the reason why is because again back to that first statement so how do we break that like how do we that's that's a quandary that's <laughs> a whole lot of people <laughs> and i am not the intellectual to <laughs> to fix that problem but i mean i the the bottom line is communication i mean if if we think about it we have to be historical in our thinking and we have to remember that slavery wasn't just an act that happened. Slavery was strategic. Mm, Knew yeah. what they were doing. They, they didn't just get up and say, fuck it, throw them black folks on the boat and let's go. They knew how to break the individuals. They knew which individuals to choose. It's not like they went to one part of Africa and grabbed all the people in that part of Africa and brought them here. No, they went over there and found people who were fighting each other. You know what I mean? They, this yeah. this group of people don't like that group of people over there. So let's take that group and this group. They'll never get along. So they're going to try to kill each other and we'll just kill them. So it's yeah. a win, you know what I mean? And and instead of us as black people being analytical and thinking like that, that 
you know, this was all strategic from the gate. So we can only deal with it in a strategic way. We can't just emotionally attack. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the thing. We're we, very emotional. People. We're very emotional. We get stuck in emotion, which is what happened when Kanye made that statement. Instead of us stopping, yeah. think like, damn, what the fuck is he really trying to say? We were all heated and I'm going to beat this motherfucker's ass when I catch him. You know what I mean? So true. We black people are. Holy shit, Jeremy. Yeah. That I've never actually really. I know women are emotional, but black people as a people are very emotional people. And usually it's anger that fuels us. That is. Wow. That was a little light bulb moment for me. Now, let me say I'm because and this is also what kind of got me to want to talk more about Kanye just have this conversation because of the whole Kyrie Irving thing, mm -hmm. like the way Kyrie Irving is handling his whole situation with posting a documentary that ruffled some feathers. And, you know, I can support him apologizing for posting something that he wasn't aware could be offensive to some people mm -hmm. uh, because as someone of power, again, which is my, my big stance and my problem with Kanye is that you still have to be, you have to take accountability of your, of your influence. So mm -hmm. I respect that he apologized for it. I think it's unfortunate he had to at the end of the day, you too fucking sensitive. That's on person. If your feelings got hurt, I didn't make the movie. Mm -hmm. Why am I my balls? Uh -huh. But I respect that. And then, Afterwards, the interviews I've seen with him, he he is not emotional. He doesn't respond emotional. He responds very, very matter of fact, very much like uh, the best. The best um, interview was uh, somebody was asking him why Why did you feel the need to promote? And he's like, Why do you say promote? I just posted it. Right. He was like, Yeah, but you're promoting. He's like, Stop saying I promoted it. Say I posted it. And I was like. Right. Slow fucking clap because simple. You ain't gotta get irate. You ain't gotta get aggressive. Just continue to check that motherfucker though. Right. Stop trying to put your agenda out there by asking me a question that I'm responding to that's incorrect. You're not right. even asking the right question, but you wouldn't respond to it. Exactly. So we need more like Kyrie. When I I think that's what made me connect the dots with Kanye. Honestly, is when I saw Kyrie post something about anti-Semitic, or that's what that's what they were saying. You know, that's what the world mm -hmm. was saying. And mm -hmm. then I remember that's why Kanye now is very much losing money i said oh wait okay now there's two brothers they fucking with publicly uh -huh. but, we'll but see, that's, that's the thing too it's like okay now are we now going to use our intellect and be analytical and say okay maybe kanye west wasn't tripping because, I because <laughs> we're now looking at what he said in the context that he said it in and seeing the actions that came after it it only validated everything that he said. But I think the person, the people have to acknowledge that first point. I think me, I, and again, so I'm going to give you your flowers. Like I was only able to start thinking about this situation in a bigger light. And you know, I also understand that there's going to be some people that listen to this episode and be like, y'all sound like a bunch of conspiracy theorists. Right, 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 right. And I'm going to say this to, to y'all. Fuck you. <laughs> that, that, fuck you. That's how I feel about it. Because even if it is a conspiracy theory, run Kanye, like why Kanye coins is being this much affected by something he is saying yes we ain't got to agree with it but the fact that we've messed with this man's coins and now Kyrie's coins because of a statement that on the on the surface level level was offensive but we also responded to it very emotional and like we didn't even I don't uh, yes the I'm gonna tell you on that. Think, I think about it like this and I and, and it, it it makes me mad when I think about it sometimes like that, but it it it's the reality is when we think back to you know some of our activists, you know, 
uh, celebrities like Dick Gregory, uh, uh, what's the brother's name that uh, played for the Cleveland Browns, Jim Brown, um, you know, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, all, all of these people. And, and honestly, I've, I've kind of lost a little bit of respect for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, honestly, because of the, the soft stance that he's taken in his older age. But I do give him a, a bit of difference because he is an elder and he deals with things in a different way. Yeah. But for the most part, um, one of the statements that they were real quick to remind us of is you still a nigga. Oh, you know yes. what I mean? Yes. No and matter how big you get, no matter how rich you get, you're still in America and you're still a nigga. Now. Yeah. yeah. How does that affect you? That affects you in whatever way you allow it to affect you. You know, mo most of us aren't uh, mentally equipped to deal with those kind of pressures in, in the way that Kyrie Irving is dealing with them. You know what I mean? Some of us can't um, hold our emotion in like that. You know, when, when someone's uh, deliberately trying to lead you into a, a trap, you know what I mean? Some of us will get mad and be like, you know, turn the table over and be ready yeah. to beat somebody down. Right. Um, when you remember that, you know what I mean? The, the, the playing field that you're on, and you understand that no matter what you do, it'll never be good enough for the system until the system is changed. Then it puts you in a place where you can be tranquil and, you know, deal with everything with a laugh because you already know the playing field. I think Kyrie's in that place. I don't think Kanye's in that place. I think Kanye sees the part of the field that he's on. You know, he he sees the, the part of the field in the, you know, with the entertainment and the business industry. But I don't think Kanye... Uh, understands you know the uh the lower part of it with you know families who aren't as rich as he is you know like Kyrie does because Kyrie Irving is somebody who goes out and does the charity work and does yeah. all stuff so that I mean they're, they're two polar opposites in that sense I think they both have the same light as far as the um the message that they're trying to put out about the system being set up and rigged and unfair and yeah you know, at this place of stagnancy. But um, I do think Kyrie is a lot better equipped to be the four person speaking than Kanye is. Cause Kanye, yeah. Kanye, Kanye is more like me, like in, in my, my business with my cousin, you know, yeah, he's more of the, the, the sugar and I'm the shit, you know what I mean? Like, like when, when we need somebody sweet to go and talk and be relatable and easy to deal with, we send him. Yeah. When, we got to deal with an asshole or somebody who's difficult or we need some shock value, then that's where I come in. You know, that it's, it's my job to come in and be the jerk to say yeah. the things that you may not want to hear, but they need to be said. And that's Kanye. Kanye is that dude that's he's and he's always been like that. It, it's not yeah. it's not new. Even when he was a broke ass rapper trying to get on, he was still saying shit that people knew wasn't, you know, reality, but they accepted it. And, and it blows me away that you will accept this man on his albums rapping about Bentleys that he don't have about, you know, women that he doesn't have, you know, money that he didn't have jewelry that he didn't have. But now when he's got all of that and he's giving you some real, some reality, you can't support that. 
Well, do you feel like it's a little bit of the boy who cried wolf? Like for him to have started his career off at such a young age and be successful when he didn't have all those things. And he was kind of talking left field thin that he kind of set himself up for no one to believe him because you know what I'm saying? Like he has, he, he's already, he has history of being a little unstable. So until he got to the, to his place now where he actually does have all the, the status that he's been rapping about, his message is still lost because he's, he's taken all this time to build up an image of himself. And like, I don't know, like I've just never seen Kanye as someone that was speaking some, I never took Kanye's voice as a voice I should listen to. I guess is the best way to say it. I've only ever seen him as a musician. So when he starts saying stuff like, and this might be also my ignorance, but when he starts saying shit crazy, I kind of just chalked it up to he an artist. Like I don't expect a rap artist to be able to articulate themselves in a way that I'm a want to listen to. But why not? Billy, Billy. I've never, I've never heard of art, a rapper that I've, I've never, I've, I've heard very, lim- very few rappers that I actually would care to have an actual conversation with. And, and, and see, that's the, that's I, my opinion. And I'm, I'm pretty sure I could back it up with fact if I wanted to just actually go in and do the research, which I'm not because I don't need to. I know the shit is true. Um, that's the image that they want us to have. And that's how they want us to feel about them, which is why they only mm. put bullshit music. Mm. But okay. Rap yeah. was they never wanted rap out there anyway. Rap is only out there because of one woman who decided, fuck it, I, I'm going to make this shit happen. Right. And they all saw that she was making money so they took that shit from her and turned it into what it is now you know what i'm so it's like i said all of this shit is strategic it's nothing happened by happenstance you know they rap didn't just you know oh it just happened to catch on no it didn't just happen to catch on it caught on because they saw there was money in it they saw there was power in it and if they didn't control it then that power could be used against them so Mm. Mm. there So when someone, when you say something like that, where, you know, I've never heard too many rappers who I would even want to have a conversation with, damn, they just, they, they, they're victorious. They won. That's valid. You see what I'm saying? So it's like, we all, we all have to, you know, everybody has a voice. Yeah. Some people might be crazy. But that doesn't mean that they're not valid. You know, you have even the, the, I mean, think about it. Sometimes you walk down the street and you'll see a crazy ass person sitting on the corner, someone that you assume is crazy because they look crazy. They may be dressed weird or dirty or, you know, eating out of trash can or whatever the hell. But a lot of the times, and I've done it quite a few times, if you stop and actually have a conversation with that person, you find out that there's a whole different person beneath that that exterior you know what i mean a lot of them are intelligent a lot of them have things to say that you'd be like damn i never thought about this shit like that and some of it is very simple but you know it we some of us and um i just see that with 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 kanye west i i see him as somebody who um who is tuned out because he's abrasive and he says shit that people are like this motherfucker's a quack job but um he needs needs to say it because if he doesn't then who will and you know what as i because i said it earlier um like my i was trying to figure i want to talk to you about this because i'm trying to figure out kanye's agenda and i've just decided that his agenda is probably just this 
that we're actually having a conversation about what he's saying because it starts with conversations. It starts with, to your, and you already said it with us hearing something and then trying to dig deeper into it versus just hearing it and being like, yeah, that sound like that nigga just on some shit. So we just gonna, we're going to play his album. We're going to bounce to it and hope he gets somebody a hug or some shit. So get the medicine. That's what everybody was saying. Kanye West, everybody, Kanye West crazy. Kanye West crazy. Kanye West crazy. Kanye West crazy. And then what happens? Turns out Kanye West may not be crazy because Kanye West was telling the truth about somebody trying to institutionalize him. So I, I think Kanye still probably needs to talk to somebody seriously. Definitely. I mean, I mean who, there. think about it, Helen. Who wouldn't need to talk to someone? You just went through a divorce. You yeah. know, you, you've, you've got all of this drama going on in your life. You, you lost your mother, probably the closest person in the world to you, which, you know what I mean? You can identify with. You lost parent i've lost a parent so we all can identify with the obvious pain that he has to be dealing with in his in his personal life now whether that's the catalyst for him talking crazy i don't know because i don't believe he's talking crazy i believe yeah. i believe he's talking with no filter but um what's wrong with that there's nothing wrong with it however we live in a we live in a world that doesn't approve of that unless you look a certain way. And that that I'm aware of. So if if his if he was if he was Kim K and Kim K said it, it would have had a she wouldn't even got half that backlash and it probably would have been received or people would have poked holes in it. Like, why is she saying that? And somebody been like, Well, she's really just saying this. And I'm gonna tell you, if Kim Kardashian had said it, the approach would have been totally different. Facts. Facts. All of all of the people out there who look like her would not have gotten on the internet, number one. <laughs> run her across the call the coals and 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 uh ostracizer and, and and persecutor. Someone in that industry would have gone personally to her and said, Hey, we need to sit down and have a conversation and let's spin this so that we can, you know, both benefit from it. Um she wouldn't have lost any sponsorships or any uh, deals that she has. This is Kanye's first time really losing stuff. And he didn't say shit before. Right. So what does that tell you? He got some passes. Like he was able no. to get away with this for a while. He didn't get passes. He didn't get passes. He never got passes. He had money and he had power. But the problem is you spoke out against somebody who has more money and more power than uh, you. Oh, yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So it it, it was the fact that he he's never said shit. Yeah, we all know he said shit before. But like he said, when he was talking about Adidas, or uh, was it Gap? One of them, when he was like, they can't drop me because I'm, I am them. Yeah. And that's the power that he held, which is why, you know what I mean, when we were talking earlier, and you were saying you you couldn't support him because, you know, you think back to when he first started and he wasn't talking all that shit like that. And now he is. Well, that's part of the strategy. You can't you can't get out here. With a heavyweight mouth and you got a lightweight ass. <laughs> you know what I mean, like you, you can't. What it say? You can't be running your mouth that your ass. You can't be running your mouth that your ass can't check cash. Yeah. Yeah, don't write a check that your ass can't cash. Yeah, that one. Yeah, that that right there. Like he couldn't he couldn't come out the gate talking like this. Even though 
okay. he said other shit that was crazy, but also he didn't have the experience then that he has now. He wasn't in the industry all the way back then. So he had no idea truly how these things were working. So just looking at Kanye and the way that he's been moving over the years, I believe him to be somebody who sits back and watches things mm -hmm. and pokes everything up and tries to understand how the, how this thing works. Yeah. And once he figured out how it works, he's a billionaire. When you got a billion dollars, you can damn near say whatever the fuck you want. Right. Yeah. That's what he thought. He forgot one, one critical, one critical, uh, factor you a nigga yeah and they got more money than you you can't you can't fight the bank you can't fight the motherfucking bank especially when the bank got support so oh you know, it's 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 a it's a thing where i think he banked on the people around him you know uh mobilizing and, and converging around him to keep all of this at bay but what happened was everybody dispersed yeah 100 yeah when the shit talking was going on but when the smoke started flaming up everybody broke wide yeah yeah you know? so yeah. um i think that was his downfall and why he started losing the way that he's lost is because instead of these negroes like charles barkley and uh uh Meek Mill and all of these other, you know, industry jigaboos that want to talk, you know, instead of going to sit down with this dude and saying, bro, help me understand, you know, help me understand where we going with this. Cause I'm gonna fight with you, but I need to understand what we fighting for. You right. know, I, I get out here busting my knuckles up and I don't even know what we busting our knuckles up for. Right. Nobody bothered to do that. They Every Puffy said he did. You seen that little thing? He said he he. <laughs> P Diddy said he did. <laughs> it's P. Come on. P P Diddy probably was in the back blowing somebody off at the same time. I, I don't I don't believe. I hear, I hear you though. I don't believe shit that comes out of dude's mouth because he's never been a person to fight for anything besides money. So why would I believe anything that P Diddy says? Like, I, I give him all the due credit for being a business person, but everybody has their role. I don't see him as a role as a rebel rouser. I don't see him in a role as being somebody who's going to lead a revolution. Yeah. Um, is that saying he's a, a he, you know, he's worthless and he's just saying shit? No, it's not. Because, like I said, he has his role. His role is he's a creator. He creates jobs. He creates businesses. That's what he does. Mm -hmm. Do that and do it well. Russell Simmons, he's another one. Like, he spoke out for him, but in speaking out for him and Puffy was the same way. They're really not speaking out for him. They're more of mediating. That's more. Mm -hmm. of and I think that as a people, that's our fucking problem. We, we always want to be mediated. We don't need mediation. What we need is an action. We need an action plan and we need to follow that plan. Who's going to lead it? We don't know because we can't even as a people decide on what the fuck we want to do and who we want to follow. You know, we're, we're so caught up in this this whole two party system. You know, we're, oh, I'm a Democrat. Oh, I'm a Republican. You're black. What does it matter? 
whichever one you sign up for is going to be the same end result. Look back over the last hundred years. Yeah, it's such a hard because I'm just sitting here thinking and it, I agree with you. And it's making me it's not making me sad, but it's making me it's kind of making me understand the phrase ignorance is bliss a little bit more, because when I think about us, right, as yeah. a people collectively, this is a lot of shit to accept because you can you can see it in the world you can see how black people are set at a disadvantage and I, I don't care i will argue with anybody about this black people are at a disadvantage yes we might be able to um we have more freedom than we used to but they're showing us right to what degree but they're showing us that even that freedom we think we got they can take at any moment especially if it's associated with their money so at I it's, mean, ugh. go ahead. No, I'm just sitting here like really stressed the fuck out that this it's the truth. Kanye, I'm, Kanye, he's I'm 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 more irritated with myself that I am not doing my due diligence and I am falling into the 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 scheme of you get you you eat what you're being fed. So right. I'm taking what they show me on the media and I am saying I don't have the time to look into it. But that's what they hoping. I don't have the time to look into it because the truth fucking hurts. And the more the more knowledge you have, the more power you have. And they're not trying to have none of that shit. Because why would they be taking his money if they really wanted if to? They, exactly. <sighs> exactly. And the coldest part is he said it, right? They denied it, as usual. But all of the threats that they threatened him with all came to fruition. They did. So... Any logical person has to look at that and say, well, now I have to say that the man wasn't crazy and he was telling the truth because exactly what he said you are guilty of doing, you did it. And not only did you do it to him, but you turned around and because someone else rolled that ball just a little bit accidentally, he didn't even mean to roll it. He just yeah. you know, hit it and kicked it just a little bit. Right felt like there was something starting here you went and you you aggressively today. You aggressively attacked that guy you see what i'm saying so it's it's all in the plan and and that's the thing i think that we all we beat ourselves up on and and why we always lose is because we are so-called so free in this country you know with the internet you know we can yeah. look up stuff, we can do all of this stuff that we forget everything done in this country is done strategically. Yeah. Nothing in this country happens with plan. So yeah. when we look at the internet, right? This shit didn't just pop on. You can't even create something like this without government regulation and them saying, this is okay for you to put out there. Yeah. So just on a, a small term that you and I can understand, Look at just all the analytics that goes into like uh, podcasting or whatever. We can look. We can look at Facebook or yeah. or whatever they call this stuff now, and we can see oh how long someone watches this, how long someone watches that, who, how many people clicked on that, how many people did this, and it's all data. It's all analyzed, and they take that and they create something better. So yep. why do we think that slavery left? Why do we think slavery disappeared when we watch? The whole transition of it and not only did we watch it but with today's technology we can rewind it 
and watch it again and again yeah. and again and again. And we still don't get it because we're too busy on the surface level. We're not looking at the basis term of it. The basis yeah. term is who planned this and why did they plan it? Who allowed this and why did they allow it? Those are the only two questions we need to ask ourselves. Well, you know, it just, and listen, oh, this this needs to be like an actual live conversation because it can ignore everybody. It also just, it just feeds back into the cycle because we have, we have rose colored blinders on, mm-hmm. but that's because we were given this quote unquote freedom from slavery and we were grateful for just that freedom. Right. So quote unquote little freedoms they gave us while putting in other type of restrictions. Because the fact that motherfuckers, black people could not vote for a while after we were free slaves, mm-hmm. it might like make the, the math ain't math in that situation alone. So um, so then you you take that, we got blinders on, we we're just happy with our freedom, you know, then we start making real money in the arts and the sports. So now we're like, oh, now we feel like we sitting at the table. So now that we're sitting at the table, we don't want to leave the table. But to stay at the table, you got to watch your motherfucking mouth. And then that's how we just go back in this vicious cycle. And it is. Now, love, on that same vein, why did we never stop to ask, should we even be sitting at this table? Motherfucker. No, I think we did. But then they burned our fucking Black Wall Street down. No, that wasn't that wasn't it, because you got to remember a lot of these organizations and stuff uh, predate that. You know, a lot of a lot of things predate Black Wall Street. So, um, you know, when when you look at things like the Niagara movement and the NAACP, they're counterproductive. Mm. Because. The same people who have been oppressing you and who um, have an agenda, you know, their own agenda that they don't even share with you. It's not even privy to you. You allow them to have board seats in this franchise. You allow them to have an overpowering say-so in this organization that doesn't control their ethnic group. It only controls yours. Mm, not Not too breaking it down, breaking it down. Okay. So... How can you allow someone to be the heads of the national advancement for colored people, national, whatever you call it, shit? You know what I'm talking about. Association for, Association for advancement of colored people, that thing. So how do you allow someone who at the drop of a dime can walk right out that same door that y'all both just walked in, take off their coat and say, my name's not Swartz. My last name is Stevens. And they look at him as a Anglo-Saxon American or, you know, an Anglo-Saxon white person or just a general white person. And he's no longer persecuted as a Jewish person. Right. Now he's just white. But you, you just walked out that same door. Tell them your name ain't Smith and and you're a a normal, you know, law abiding American citizen. They're going to look at your black ass skin and say no. You're not. You're still a marginalized group, and and that's what you're going to be. So I've never understood how they allowed those two uh, groups to merge and for that power structure to be set the way it is. There's nothing wrong with helping each other. That's that's fine. But I can't I can't let someone who doesn't have the same skin in the game as me lead my cause. Yeah. 
what we've done all of these years. We've allowed someone who has no, you know, a, a, a no skin in the game, really, at this point, because um, a lot. And, and, and I'm not saying this without actually looking. I literally went onto the ADL website and looked to see, you know, how much persecution are they really still undergoing at yeah. this point? And it's very, very minimal, to, to be honest. It's it's very minimal. I mean, there are things that happen, but it's shit like somebody burnt down a synagogue or somebody wrote some shit on a, on a wall. You never, ever see Jewish man killed while cop kneels on his neck in the middle of the street. Yeah. Never. You see what I'm saying? You yeah. never see family killed in hell of bullets due to misidentification by police. You mm -hmm. never see that. Yeah. You never see, you know, in, in this day and time, maybe before, you know, in the early, you know, in the 40s, 30s, 50s, you know, in those times, maybe. But now in today's age, you never see Jewish man or white man dragged, you know, behind a truck for being homosexual, or, you know what I mean? But, or yeah. being, you, you see what I'm saying? So, yeah. um, those are the things that make me question their legitimacy in our fight. You see what I'm saying? Uh -huh. I, I understand that they have a fight. They have a fight. That's their own fight. But why are we so hard up to be their bulletproof vest? Why do we want to wrap our power and our strength and our numbers around them to protect them from an attack that's really meant for us? Yeah. You see what I mean? So mm -hmm. it's uh, and even on a greater scale, instead of us, instead of us aligning ourselves with the other black people that are in this region of the world, you know, because we aren't the only black people over here. You know, Brazil has a very large black population. Colombia, yeah. very large black population. There are all type of black people in South America. There are black people, you know, in, in, in Canada and Alaska and all these other places. You know what I mean? So we haven't even on the smallest scale besides Marcus Garvey thought about entering into our own system of exports and imports so that we can have, you know, grocery stores. How many black grocery stores do you see? I've heard of one. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's true. like, I've heard, heard of it. I've yeah. heard of one, not I've seen one. I've heard of it. Yeah, and that's new, like within the last four or five years. So now, let me ask you this. How many Mexican grocery stores have you seen? Oh, plenty. I just saw one yesterday. Mm -hmm. Like, now, th does that make sense to you? Wow. No, I just never, I never even thought that Mexicans. What neighborhoods are these Mexican stores in? The hood. Yeah. So, I mean, think hood. about it. Why have we not been able to open a grocery store? You know, there are some, you know, the Nation of Islam has quite a few, but I don't put them in this category because to me, and, and they're on a whole nother plateau as far as they're thinking. Uh -huh. You see what I'm saying? So, um, I don't know. I just think black people should be, we as a people, we need to be more analytical, stop being so emotional. And, you know, when, when, when somebody says something that's valid, you know, even if you don't like it, if it's valid, you know, accept the accept the parts that are valid and talk to them about the parts that aren't. So we can reach a consensus and get an understanding of what yeah. 
and where we're going as a group. You know what I mean? There's no need for us to beat each other down in the media. You know what I mean? That, that, and, and I'm off work. I'm all for conflict. If if we gonna have conflict, let's have it. You know what I mean? But let's have it in private. You know what I mean? Let's let's. Yeah. That's that's what this the the Congressional Black Caucus and all of that shit should have been for. You know what I mean? NAACP should have been for that. You know what I mean? When we have issues like this with yeah. conflict, they shouldn't even be in the fucking room because you should have been there to pull him in that room and say, "Look here, brother, we not gonna allow this. That's not what's going on." And yeah. you know, as a as a as a nation or a people. We, we've had a consensus that this is what's going to happen and you're either going to follow up and abide by that or are we going to check your ass? Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I'm, all for, I'm all for the conflict, but there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. And as yeah. a people, we've been doing it the wrong way. Jeremy, Jeremy, Jeremy. Mm -mm. You done dropped some gems this conversation because listen, the whole emotional thing has really... Because for some reason, I think because we associate Black community as such a hard race, you know, they think that, you know, we can take on the world and keep smiling and go bake cookies right after that you don't associate us with emotion. But at the crux of our complex, we too fucking emotional. Exactly. When we let white boys calling us the N-word get us out our skin. We call each other nigga. We oh. have a couple times on this show, but we will let somebody like... And I understand it, but also why we get so emotionally charged about someone saying that word. If we, quote unquote, have claimed it, if we have taken that power back, yeah, I might look well, at you sideways. I'm going to be honest with you. I, I don't claim it. I don't I'm, claim it. I, I use it occasionally, but most of the time when I use it, I try to use it strategically. Yeah. So in the context of this conversation, I've used it, but I've tried to use it in terms when I, I need it to be used like because that. it's dumb shit going on you know what i mean and that's to me when i'm clowning with somebody and i say nigga that that's exactly what i'm telling you you did some dumb shit you know what yeah. i mean um yeah. i'm not saying nigga to you because i think you know oh uh, nigga that's my bro nah that, that ain't why i'm saying it to you I, I don't really go around saying you know that's my nigga i used to i ain't gonna say i didn't i used to i used to have it in my mouth all the time but again my my life and my uh my journey has been a lot different. So I've been in situations where I was made aware of the way that I use it. And, um, you know, that I, I need to curtail my uh, my use of that word and be more careful with all of my words. You know what I mean? And, and, and yeah. how I use them and what I say, because the way that you speak and the things that you say can actually cost you your life. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I, I just think that we. We uh, we're headed in the right direction, but we got a long way to go. We do, we do. But this conversation has been great. I knew it was it. I I, I am really really hoping that y'all that listen to it just enjoy the different points of views and the different perspective. Because I will say I definitely am going to do better at listening to something with open ears and not just taking it for what it is. Because I I think it's just so draining for me to do that because I know media is yeah. bullshit so to know that everything i see i'm gonna have to dig into it's just like i just rather just see what i see I'm like all right that's what it is but that's ignorant and it feeds into a bigger ignorance that we actually preach to our kids to always question things to always do your own research so um this is just reminded me that i need to do that because uh well we're not you want to hear something funny helen tell me yes <laughs> why watch the news <laughs> Oh, you. I'm sorry. 
I, I, I literally watch the news just so I know what is bullshit. <laughs> like, like, to be honest with you, I watch the news to know exactly what not to pay attention to, which is why I'm not I'm not a person who's into politics and politicians because the news covers it too much, which tells me this is bullshit. It's it's a tool. It's it's not something that's going to solve anything. It's a fucking tool. It's something to keep your ass on that hamster wheel and busy. So most of the things that we see, in my opinion, on the news are, are those type of things, things to keep you off of the real stuff and yeah. keep you on the busy stuff. So I don't blame you when you're like, I don't pay attention to this shit and I don't do that. I, I don't blame you. But, um, you know, again, we just have to remember that shit is strategic. That's strategic. Yeah. 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 I, thought- I enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, no, it was dope. So I guess to wrap us up, Jeremy, to to, mm-hmm. to put us on the closing us out path, I asked you to think of some positive um, an affirmation of saying anything that you go to when you just need some motivation or a pick me up that you can share with the folk. <laughs> Mine's just simple. It is what it is. <gasps> and the reason why I go to that, like, you know, like that. it immediately make. I mean, it, it's going to sound contradictory, but I guess that's the point of it. In, in the way that I think um, it is what it is. Whenever I say that in my mind, I'm thinking until I change it. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, you know, all situations are what they are until you decide to change them. You know, yeah. Yeah. that's, that's just my go-to anything, you know, whether it's a hardship or, you know, anything that causes me to pause and think I, I go to, it is what it is so that I can think about, do I need to change it? Should I change it? Or can I change it? I like that. I use that phrase a lot, too, for um, mine in, in a similar way. It helps just calm me. And also, it lets me not get it. just reminds me like some. it is what it is. Some shit you just it is what it is. I can't control everything. So whatever that situation is, that's what that situation is. So it's that's a good way to think about it. Like it is what it is until I change it. So that's the situation. We probably can do something about it. But right now. It is what the fuck it is. I'm still alive, but keep moving. Jeremy, what a way to close us out, my guy. That yeah. was yes, ma'am. Love it. Well, that's it, y'all. It is what it is. <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a wrap. I did